Hey, After Buzzers, welcome to the Orphan Black After Show at After Buzz TV. Tonight, we will be discussing season four, episode three, The Stigmata of Process. We cannot progress. We cannot wait to break it down with you guys. Please stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Orphan Black. Here again, of course, at AfterBuzz TV. I am your host, Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. Thanks so much for tuning in. Sorry I wasn't here last week. I broke my foot, but I am here cast in tow this week. So thank you for having me. I have a beautiful co-host here with me. Please introduce yourself and let us know where we can find you on Twitter. Hey, Sam. It's Joel Monique. You can find me everywhere at Joel Monique. That make it easy for you guys. Yeah, and you know... Uh, Kelly and Amanda could not be here tonight. However, this gives more opportunity for you guys watching live to comment in the chat. We'll give you shout outs. You guys, please contribute to the conversation because, again, this is one of those shows. The more heads, the better. Absolutely. And there's a lot of stuff to cover this week. So mm -hmm. I really want to hear what you guys have to think. It's an eventful episode. It really was. And I'm just, I feel really happy that the show's kind of bringing it back. Yes. Still to where it began. The season theme is kind kind of Beth so far. So, and it's not complicated. There's, you know, it's not as crazy as it was last season. What do you think so far of the season? Uh, I really like it. I like that Beth has always been this kind of question mark for us, the audience, and she's, her ghost has kind of been guiding Sarah through a lot of the stuff. So to see what actually happened, how we got here, and then of course to see how the two different agencies are interlinked and, you know, trying to figure out, like, who's at the top of this crazy pyramid. It's so exciting. Yeah, it's literally just like, sorry for my language, shitstorm on top of shitstorm. Like, you don't know who's the worst, what's mm -hmm. the worst. But again, I very much liked this episode and I liked that we got to see some of the clones together. Even if they weren't together, them communicating with each other as opposed to last season where people mm -hmm. were all kind of like just deserted from each other. Yeah, and I feel like they're still kind of on their own personal journeys without having so much alienation, which is great. Because uh, I, I really don't see them relying on each other. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing, especially, in, I mean, we'll get to it later, but in the uh, Alice Helena camp, they like living under the same roof, but doing totally different things and, and with their own kind of missions. So it'll be interesting to see once the clones have to face each other and a lot of things they're hiding and kind of doing on their own side missions. Absolutely. How that's going to come together. Do we have anyone in the chat that, any shout outs? Or? Yeah, we have a first timer actually. Hi Enza, thank you for joining us. I'm Hi, really excited Enza. about it. Yeah, E-N-Z-A, hey, hey. Uh, and of course our favorite Boot69Bs is back. Hello again. Um, and we have DM Aslan. So thanks awesome. everybody. Well, thanks for joining us. Keep on commenting and guys, hop in there. We'll give you some shout outs too. Those are always fun. Heck yeah. This week we are going to break down the episode by clone. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, I, I really like it too because I read an article and it was really cool. It broke down the episode by clone and I, you know, thought, wow, that's a very palpable way to take this show. So yeah. We start off the episode with Rachel, so I'm going to start with her first. Oh, Rachel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I almost feel, I do, I feel bad for Rachel, right? Do you feel bad for her? I don't want to feel bad. Like, my roommate and I watched the show together. We were literally like, please don't make us feel bad for Rachel. But I do. Like, how can you not? She's cooped up in this house. She can't go anywhere. She has no connection with the outside world. And all she's got is this little adorable, now we know, clone of herself who isn't doing so well, it appears. And you're just like, can Rachel... I hate that I'm saying this, but can Rachel catch a break? <laughs> I well, feel very tormented about it because I never wanted to like Rachel. 
I know, but it's one of those characters which is very smart writing. When you figure out who they are and where they came from, you start to sympathize with them. Those are the best villains. Yeah, and especially after she kind of explained her upbringing with her mother and had that whole very in-depth conversation mm-hmm. about, you know, I was raised by you and then you abandoned me. And then I found out there were all of these other clones. So I couldn't have been the experiment as her mother claimed. You know, uh, and then to know that she was kind of thrust on the doctor who is not a very personable human being and then mm-hmm. for boarding schools and then like you get you're absolutely right you get to see who she is as a person uh and why she's kind of made some of the decisions she's had to make we meet a new caster clone which was interesting finally which last week uh you were here we talked about how we weren't really huge fans of the caster clones because they were all the same mm-hmm. which of course they had to be they're military they're all reliant on each other they're more aware than any of the other sets of clones we've seen so far um and so to get one who was raised isolated from all of that who's completely it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. He different such a good job show yeah. like really great job ira yes and he basically has been um mrs duncan susan susan duncan rachel's mother for all intents and purposes he was her child but he got the love and attention for some reason from susan whereas rachel was purely an experiment in her eyes which i don't exactly understand why if if fans out there get this please explain it to us well part of me felt like ira was uh more obedient i guess than rachel i feel like and especially kind of that mother-daughter relationship like she had hopes of what she expected rachel to be rachel didn't fulfill them so she sent them somewhere else for rachel to learn but ira seems to always fall really in step i mean from the little bit we've seen of him falls really in line with what his mother wants what susan expects of him so i feel like maybe that's kind of what happened like oh no this one listens this one's good i can raise this one the other one we've got to ship off to become the person we need her to be yeah and i mean ira was mothered and that is just all that rachel ever wanted so it's very sad to see that but like you said now charlotte is we find out that she is rachel's clone and that's basically they're her daughter and i mean Right? I mean, it's really interesting to see how these clones react when a child becomes kind of involved in their life, particularly one that they're able to produce themselves or is part of them, I guess. Um, We see kind of like a little bit of distance now that Allison is seeing like her other clone sisters, you know, um, being pregnant and raising their own children. We kind of see a little bit of distance between her and her adopted kids. So I'm, I was interested to see how Rachel kind of bloomed when she learned this information and that whole Adam's rib line. Yeah. Uh, I'm, Except, and now they have their own kind of like little language and stuff and the whole painting thing that like did you so get my cool. message outside I was so excited I was like way to form human relationships Rachel like yeah. way to be a person and now we're rooting for Rachel it's crazy who would have thought like, when I uh, the first episode back we were all talking about who our favorite clones were and I go Rachel just kidding haha <laughs> who would ever say Rachel but now I mean she's got the fashion sense let's not lie that Bob is on point every time um, and she's uh a survivor 
Like, whereas I guess all of the clones really are, like, real fighters, but you get to see her kind of experiment with that in a more mental capacity, whereas the others are usually physically fighting for their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been really cool to see how Rachel manipulates people still in such a limited amount of, with such a limited amount of power, how she's able to kind of work her magic and get done what she needs to get done. Yeah, definitely. And something I did want to bring up I thought was interesting was the caster clone, um, Ira. He said to Rachel, I'm not like you, I'm not like the rest of the clones, because you basically have an attachment to your siblings, and I've never met mine, but Mm. Rachel's always been against the rest of her own clones. Right. So for him to say that means actually, like, maybe she is going to join the team. You know, that's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought about that. I kind of thought that my initial interpretation of that was like, I re- don't know Rachel at all. It's like you don't know what you're talking about, maybe. Right. Yeah, I mean, just the idea that you could even <laughs> think that she was part of her, like, she betrayed all of her sisters without a second thought. She knew what she needed to do to get where she wanted to be. So it's interesting. I, if we're going to go with some early predictions, I think they might wind up teaming up because they're going to have more in common. Like, not right now. I think they're kind of in this, mm-hmm. like, you stole my mom phase and you don't appreciate our mother kind of phase but i think later on they might come to realize that they have a lot more in common than they think yeah i could see that that's a really good point and sadly charlotte is her nose is bleeding and it's like cosima baby charlotte no yeah she's sick hey, listen she is cute i think she's a bit creepy chat tell us what you think <laughs> it's like those ghost kids that are adorable but it's like na 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 it's kind of scary yeah, yeah, actually, uh, Dion said Charlotte was scary a bit. Um, and so, <laughs> and then I was already sick of her. Aww. Oh, no, no, she said she's in, she's already sick at her young age. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, Twilight Spears puts up a good point. Uh, it's really sick that they use Rachel over 400 times to try to make new clones. We did learn that from Susan that, you know, it took us so many tries to finally get Charlotte to be, like, a, you know, fully formed kind of walking uh, person. Uh, and I'm wondering if that's why her earlier deterioration has set in because they tried so much and they used so much of the sample they had from Rachel. Yeah. And maybe that's why she's sick a little bit earlier. I don't know. We also do find out, though, that the people that ended up taking care of her for a big chunk of her life, which has not been long, which she's probably at the most 10 years old, but uh, they she probably was abused. They kind of insinuated that. So was I it think there's more to hear. Were they not up to company standards? And kind of kicked out because she actually had a lot of unfortunate encounters. So I didn't know if that meant because I can't imagine them letting anyone hurt her because she's kind of precious to the process. So I thought that maybe they weren't living up standards and they were like, and done. <laughs> they just killed them and buried them in the woods. Okay. That was my interpretation. So she's had like a million parents die. Yeah. And this is just a disturbed girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, next we have Allison. I love Allison and Donnie. Again, the I mean, <laughs> they're so much the comic relief of the show. I love their scenes together. When, you know, we're going to get into Sarah and everything later, but to find out what is in Sarah's cheek. Mm. Kasima needs a um, sample and they say they don't tell Kasima at first like maybe we can find you one so they dig up Dr. Leakey in their garage and that I mean the two of them like both of them were throwing up and it was it was so funny it just like as soon as the smell hit them they were just like doubled over in pain and I I thought that was a nice touch so many times in shows and stuff you see people digging up dead bodies and it's like ew gross but the smell is supposed to be the worst part of that, so I thought it was a really nice touch to add into the script, how, like, physically painful that would be. Yeah, and that it's Allison in the hole, and Donnie's just, like, of course rooting her. Of course it's Allison. 
of course it's Allison. Do you? I strongly feel that we're getting a switch between Allison and Helena very soon. Helena has become so domestic, so smart, so thoughtful in her actions, and Allison. I mean, when getting that ba- flashback to Rachel with the whole gun thing, and obviously she's killed a person, it's very comfortable talking about it. There seems to be... With z- Allison and the gun thing? Or yeah. Allison, or Beth? No, I'm sorry, Beth. We went back in the past with Beth, we saw Allison. There are a lot of clones, guys. Um, Bear with us. <laughs> we saw Allison, uh, you know, and Beth was like, don't play with the gun, like, until I'm there to teach you how to properly use it. We know that she taught Sarah how to use the gun. She kills, and she doesn't really feel all that bad about it. She's ruthless in her campaign at school uh, to get elected onto the board. I really strongly feel that she's itching to be more like Helena. Like, she wants to go out there and kick butt. When she grew up in suburbia, she's the only clone who's really had, like, loving there for her parents, you know? And so I think that she, the kind of excitement that the other clones get into has been so stifled inside of her. I really feel like before the end of this season, she's just going to take off and do some really crazy stuff, and I'm very excited to see that. I love Allison. And what, Helena would be like, bye, sister, hello, husband. I feel a little attraction <laughs> between Helena and Donnie. Oh, I 100% <laughs> totally agree with that. I think it's I think it's really funny, and I think just what's so funny about Allison's character, and every time... Each of the clones, I think to myself, oh, I wonder if I could get the actress Allison on. Oh, I wonder if I could get the actress Cosima <laughs> on our show. And then I'm like, damn it, they're the same person. It's all one person being it, amazing. She's so good that each <laughs> character, I literally, legitimately think it's a different actress playing each character. I have that thought, too. Even though, like, consciously you're aware, like, this is all Tatiana Maslany. But it to see the switch, I mean, just from Allison to Helena to, like, Sarah, even three truly distinct characters... It's amazing. Like, every time is best surprising. And I, I'm sure my friends are like, we get it. Tatiana's great. I'm like, I don't think you do because she still hasn't won an Emmy. The woman is fantastic. <laughs> like, she deserves all the awards. She keeps the craziest schedule to do this show. I mean, between hair and makeup and jumping scenes. And, like, it's just, she's incredible. And to, to see her really pull out all the stunts, especially this week with Allison, and kind of seeing her evolve into a new person that isn't any of the clones we've seen. It's just more proof in the pudding. It's, yeah, it's crazy and confusing. The woman must be just, like, a million lives old. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. She just means, must be very evolved. But as Allison and Donnie are digging up this body to get the thing out of the cheek, um, Helena is <laughs> there, and she hears a knock on the door and lets in these detectives. Homicide detectives. Yes. And I don't know why they weren't like, Mrs. Hendricks, I didn't know you were from, like, you had an accent. (laughs) I was wondering the same thing. I was glad that they kept her hair wrapped in the towel because I thought that would have been too much of a dead giveaway to be like, this is not the person we think it is. Um, I don't know. I guess the accent can let slide if you never heard her speak. There's a possibility of that. I guess. But she's pregnant also. And it's like, Allison isn't pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. This is what I mean when I say I think they're just pushing Allison further and further into the background because the further they go on with this, the more Helena's going to have to represent out front for Allison. Mm-hmm. I think Allison's going to be really comfortable with that. I think she's ready to, like, go join Sarah and, like, kick butt. And it's clear that they're, I mean, with the whole worm mouth tape thingy, oh. that they're clearly going to have to go do uh, some damage pretty soon. The sisters are going to have to go out, and Cosima can't do it because she's very sick. Mm-hmm. And... Nobody wants to let Helena do it. Although I was really excited when Helena was like, you guys don't have to protect me. Like, I'm pregnant, but I'm fine. Like, I will go out and I will kick butt if I have to. And they were like, no, don't worry yourself. Like, just sit at home. 
I can't see that lasting very long. Yeah, and Helena says, like, I'm good with problems. <laughs> and she is. But it's like, <laughs> she also is the problem half the time. But if you need to bury a body, I actually would maybe think Helena would be the person to call. Yeah, totally, totally. And I mean, I would really like to see her do a fight scene pregnant. Like, I think it would be really dope to have her just, like, slash and throats and go full crazy Helena. Yeah. Pregnant, like, at, like, a full, like, eight months. I think that would be really fun for me anyway. I don't I know. know what you guys think. She'd be holding her and be like, oh, baby, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> baby, give me strength. <laughs> yeah, and it was, you know, we had a cute scene between her and Sarah when she called Sarah and said she's having twins. Mm. And, you know, but she doesn't want them to be like her. Yeah, and I think Sarah can identify with raising her kid, which I cannot wait to talk about. The dwells we're getting with her. We'll get there. Yes. But but I uh, that sisterly moment of identifying, like, both being mothers or on their way to being mothers and knowing, like, we don't want our children to be like us mm-hmm. and then be better. I thought that was really poignant. And I'm glad they're getting more into this whole mother thing with the clones and how they're different mothers. It'll be interesting to see how they choose to raise their kids. Agreed. I also think this episode is very important. It's going to be one that we might perhaps go back and rewatch because I think clones kind of have psychic powers in a way that they communicate with each other telepathically. Ooh, I mean, we did get some hints of that again with uh, the yeah, which we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But also with Helena and Allison. Allison was standing in the room when Helena was being interviewed by the detectives, and all of a sudden these names just came to Helena's head. Uh, that were on the campaign. Oh, snap. And we do see Sarah do this with Rachel at times where she gets this ghosting kind of image of Rachel. Yeah. Whoa. I think that they either see things or um, can communicate telepathically whether they know it or not. I think Allison might have just been in there and be like, I know what I can do because she probably is the smartest I think Allison is. No, Cosima is. They're all very smart. But Allison might be the most emotionally intuitive. Mm-hmm. Like, Cosima's the most scientifically the, the smartest, where Sarah is more like a really great detective surprising kind of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think you're right, Allison, person to person, like she's the most, she's able to manipulate a lot of people into doing what she needs without raising a without using a weapon so it really wouldn't surprise me if she was the first one to tap into you know their psychic kind of abilities fascinating and then that oh so excited to see the different branches come together when season here's the thing in allison's world there's the phone trees right you know for school like this is who you call have you ever seen practical magic before i have so you know how sandra bullock like gets herself to the top uh it, Sandra Bullock gets herself to the top yeah. of the country because her sister Nicole Kidman does like a spell to do so and it's like the new thing I think when Beth died you know Allison became the top of the phone clone tree well she she did yeah well no absolutely because again she's the most emotionally evolved like she's the one checking in on Felix when Sarah is not even recognizing that there's an issue yet she's the one you know kind of calling and checking on Cosima making sure that she's taking her meds and that she's alright you know she's the one who makes sure Sarah stays somewhat grounded throughout so this totally makes sense to me, and I'm really excited to... Uh, yes, Allison, break out. Like, I I like Allison and Donnie, but their f- marriage feels like such convenience as opposed... Like, there are moments of love, like there would be with anyone when you live together for a long time, but it doesn't feel very passionate. And she's always more passionate when she's in the field, when she's doing for her sisters. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to touch on one moment that I thought was so important when she's talking to Donnie and talking about uh, digging up the body and he's like really and she's like my sister has you know this like thing growing inside of her and 
back to the pilot when she first, or it was the first or second episode when she first met Sarah, they were not sisters. Mm -hmm. But now, like, that's her sister, and she's literally willing to dig up a dead body to, you know, so to help her gross. sister. Congratulations to the makeup team or special effects team, whoever was in charge of doing Again, the face. twice during this episode, so, so congratulations. cool. Like, that rotting flesh, like, the whole, like, peel back lips to expose teeth, and then the giant fleshy part on the cheek, I was enthralled like it was so cool uh yeah i was <laughs> i was freaked out i'm not gonna lie it made me very uncomfortable but something that would make you comfortable guys uh warmer the warmer weather is finally here which is exciting and that means it's time for spring cleaning you could spend time sprucing up the house and yard but if you really want a fresh start do what i did get a casper that's a mattress. It's awesome. It is one perfect mattress that will help you wake up feeling refreshed and ready to fully enjoy this beautiful weather. The mattress is engineered with two high-tech foams for supportive supportive comfort comfort <laughs> that guarantees a great night's sleep comfort is a new thing which <laughs> i'm making time magazine actually named it one of the best inventions of 2015 in wow. fact yeah the casper is now the most awarded mattress of the century me personally i love my casper try yours for 100 nights in your own home with free shipping and returns that's huge guys i would have taken up this offer if i could have when i originally got my mattress <laughs> go to casper.com and use code AfterBuzzTV for fifty dollars towards the purchase of your mattress wow guys you're welcome no but really though that's an amazing deal and um you should definitely try it again that's casper.com code AfterBuzzTV for fifty dollars towards the purchase of your mattress thank you guys so much please try to do that because it is what keeps the lights on here at the studio so we really appreciate casper and it is a great product so you definitely should check it out Absolutely. we have uh Kasima back to the show who has you know a smaller role in this episode still important but she's sick she's getting sicker and she's really trying to help out sarah and figure out what is in her face but she has a lot of interesting moments with uh <laughs> kira yeah which is what we were trying to get to before right is that what yeah. you were talking about yeah absolutely kira's having this like just days totally out of body experience where she has the creepiest premonition of all of the aunties burning down her mother which she says they can't help but do and because <laughs> he was like oh no you never do she's like oh no you don't have a choice i'm like oh god what is happening do they have to burn her to get the bug thing out of her face well, like mm, no I, I don't think that's what happened uh or happens i think okay so kira is first playing with um Kasima's friend or it's uh, the scientist guy's friend, you know, that's in the com that owns, that is like the front for the whole thing, the comic book store guy, playing a game. And Kira's face this entire episode is very creepy, like it's blank, it, mm. more so than it ever has been. And she knows a lot of things which she is upset about, and she feels like they're, everyone's treating her like a child, like an idiot. Yeah, she definitely is giving off this vibe of, like, I'm old enough now to be aware of my surroundings. I'm old enough now to be talked to like a person. I'm old enough now to to not be left in the dark. Like, she's had no interaction with people her own age. I'm sure that's having an effect. Her mother is all, like, every time we see Kira, her mother's leaving to go somewhere else. They haven't really had a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, like, in-depth scenes. They're always, you know, Sarah saying goodbye so she can go take care of something else, uh, which is really kind of 
I don't know. I, I feel this is the first time I've really felt bad for Kira. Like, before we've always been like, we have to protect Kira. We've got to protect Kira. But now nobody's really looking at her to see, like, hey, what's going on? So I'm hoping Auntie Kasima is looking out and is going, like, we maybe need to talk about what's happening with you and, and figure out some solutions. Because it doesn't look good. And I have some very uh, evil witchy, like, feelings about her now. Yeah, see, this is the first time I've ever been scared of Kira. Yeah. I will say that. I think that she can do... I think that the clones can do things that they don't even know that they can do, like telepathically communicate. But I think that since Kira is the only, you know, is the first child that's actually been able to be made by one of them, she has more power than even the rest of them do. And we're finding that out. And yeah, she sees something really dark. And Cosima's the one receiving all of this, like, really heavy information. I mean, she has that hilarious uh, video chat with uh, <laughs> Allison and Donnie with them telling her that she, they killed Dr. Leakey. <laughs> the longest time just to spit out, like, we killed Dr. Leakey. And I like that Allison refuses. And she's like, yeah. Donnie. Donnie say and Donnie's clearly just so uncomfortable and then to just breeze past it so anyway we killed him and then she was like wait what and just that whole it just reminds you of how the rest of the clone club sees that couple as just you know they're the suburban cute ones and I yeah. like that Kasima's now kind of into their dark, shady underbelly. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Kasima's like, I'm dying, and honestly, um, <laughs> I am just whatever goes. I guess I'm just going to go along with all of this. But you know, at first, when she sees Kira, she thinks she's tired. Let's take a nap. But do you think by the end of all this, when Kira said her premonition, she goes, I was dreaming, but her eyes were open. Again, super creepy. Her and Charlotte should perhaps be friends. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> Please. Actually, I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, she needs she need some friends and people her own age that partially is probably why she's going crazy it's clone club part two yeah it's oh god <laughs> oh no what if all of a sudden like kira's start popping out of nowhere this is too much i hope i not. like it because i mean they have what 400 other tries with uh uh rachel's crazy yeah so i mean we have no idea how many other clones are out there surviving but kira mm. isn't a clone she's an actual cool. yeah but but with a lot of the trappings of Clone Club, she kind of does look like the other child, and now we've got the twins on the way. There's totally a possibility for, even if they're not called the Clone Club Part 2, <laughs> of, like, the kids getting together to do mm -hmm. crazy who-knows-whats, especially because the other twins are two clones mashed together. There's just so many possibilities. Yeah. Kids Clone Club. Yes. God, that'd be... KCC. On the Disney Channel. No. KCC Disney. I'm ready for it. Anyone in the chat have any interesting theories about Kira? If you uh, guys do, let us know, because I think that this is something we should really think about because something big is going to happen and I would love to be the person episodes down the road that said, I knew it. <laughs> I was right. Let us know what you guys think. I'm a big fan of Kira and how she's developing, and I think it's so interesting and that Sarah's so caught up and worried about other things that she really needs to be more worried about this because I think it all will come back to Kira. Yeah, uh, Planetar is saying uh, that the adults should have come up with a better reason for Cal's absence, which I totally think so, too. Like, again, she's not dumb. Like, she's very conscious and aware of what's going on. The idea that, like, oh, we'll see him soon. Mm. Okay, well, people are constantly disappearing out of my life. I'm constantly disappearing out of my own life, moving off to, like, 
God knows where in Iceland and like all over the place. They really have to stop treating her like she's you know three. She's what like eight now? Probably like. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it, you can you can give her a little more information. She's clearly smarter than mm-hmm. everyone's giving her credit for. Absolutely, which leads us into Sarah, of course, her mother. And she is on a mission this episode to figure out what is in her cheek. As you, everyone would be, because get it out. <laughs> oh my gosh, so creepy. The whole, like, desperation when she's talking to Alice of, like, what is it? What is it doing? What can it do? And she's like, I, I can't give you a scientific answer. I can't study it. We can't remove it because the video shows that that would be disastrous. <laughs> we, we don't know. And to be in that whole state of, Sarah's not used to not knowing and very not used to getting answers, which explains some of her reactions later yeah absolutely i mean it's very frightening she's confused and kasima is helping her but she decides first she wants to talk to felix to kind of clue him in as to what's going on because he's a very important part of her life he's going through something that is you know he's going kind of through an identity crisis and feels left out of the whole thing and when she goes to his apartment, this woman, Adele, is there. She's Southern. I She's love a drug already. Adele's a drug addict. A former lawyer. <laughs> Some disbarment situation. Thing. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Felix has found her somehow, and they're just having a good time. And when Sarah walks in, Adele thinks that she's a drug dealer. Woof. Which she is- wasn't that far off. I mean, but also they've come so far, even though it's only been a few months in showtime, they've come so far from that point where they were dealing, doing, just doing drugs to be kind of crazy. And so to see Felix revert back to that, knowing that he thinks he's found a member of his family, knowing that that person's really out of control, it's really scary. I mean, I instantly was like, my big sister Mo just kicked in. I was like, Felix, you have to get away from her. She's not healthy for you at this point in time. You're sad. You don't know what's going to happen next. You're not feeling connected to your family. The last thing you need to do is get involved with somebody who's heavy into drugs like that. You've had your own issues in the past. I'm very nervous for Felix. Yeah, well, and Sarah even said, you know, what if she's, like, a neo-spy? And and I, I understand why Felix was like, not everything is about you. But she very well could be somebody. I mean, basically, everybody that has been introduced into this, you know, these people's lives randomly were part of, like, an infiltrated group that were getting, trying to get at the clones. So, I don't know if I believe Adele, Felix thinks, because they're both very similar as far as their values and stuff, that they're related. But, you know, we find out a bit of a backstory that his mother um, was someone that her father had had an affair with, but they didn't mm. know about Felix. And, uh... You know, he just wants to find out who he is, and it's bothering Sarah, and she doesn't end up telling him that she has this, like, thing in her cheek. Yeah. And it's sad, and it's, they're growing further apart, which I hate. Yeah, it's sad to see, like, they've been the dynamic duo since the show started. Like, you could always rely on Felix and Sarah. They kind of used to be our comedy relief, too. They're just going around kicking butt. And see them, it feels natural and right as far as the story goes, that this is a time when they need to... Under, like, especially for Felix. Like, he needs to understand who he is on his own. Like, you cannot solely understand yourself through another person. And he spent so much time relying on Sarah to give him an identity. He's kind of followed around in her shadow. So, I'm excited for him. I don't think this is the right way, sweetie. I think he's going to get his poor little heart broken. And I want to protect Felix from everything bad. Uh, but I also think that he's going to learn a lot from this experience. It'll be interesting to see what the sister really is. Because she does feel, like, bad. Like, I like her as a character. Like, that loudmouth Southern Belle kind of thing. Like, 
I'm down with that. I thought she was pretty fantastic as an actress and a fun new character. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop, too. Yeah, I agree. Sarah also, though, has so many other things going on. She leaves Felix and is like, fine. <laughs> and her Bye. Sarah way. I yeah. don't even care. I can do it by myself. The two of you are just so silly. She <laughs> she goes to meet this guy, Dizzy, who has a connection to MK. And she shows up at this guy's place, asks how to find her. And he says he doesn't know, you know, MK. You don't find MK. MK finds you. Mm-hmm. Super creepy. But, uh she asks for his help and as he's about to turn her down she literally sticks his hand on her face to feel the thing in her cheek yeah and he automatically is like whoa okay he kind of knows ish Mm -hmm. what possibly is going on gives her um you know a name and of the the fernidad which you know we've met and mart what is it yeah fernidad martinez i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure that's it um and she leaves and then she goes to see art and she tells him what's going on, which I'm glad, you know, we have Can him we back. pause for a moment? Is this else feeling weird sparks between Art and Sarah? And I was like, Art, now that you're in the circle, are you are you interested again? Like, I, I know he was in love with Beth before and they're different people, but also Beth and Sarah, to me, are the closest personality-wise for mm-hmm. the clones. Art and Sarah have worked together so much. That whole, like, awkwardness in the doorframe where they're kind of really close, but they're also trying not to, like touch each other i was like i feel it i feel it's a sparks here and i'm totally down with that that's a great point because you want to know what in the first episode of season four in the whole flashback episode we kind of saw a similar shot but with beth and Mm -hmm, art and that's mm -hmm. when we found out they were in a romantic relationship somewhat so i i don't think you're necessarily wrong um and i don't know if it's a transference thing he loved beth and never really got to put that whole thing together and beth was such a mess by the end like he was really just trying to keep her together they didn't even really have a chance to build a relationship whereas sarah is more confident in herself and is really just like i'm gonna figure out what happened like she's not worried about consequences like beth was she's just kind of like whatever we have to do that's what we're gonna do we'll move forward i i don't know if that's gonna happen but i'd be really interested to see how that plays out art also has an interesting moment with detective duco who is, you know, he was in, been in the past couple episodes, kind of, and he had something to do with Beth's death, mm-hmm. definitely. And Art says to him, you, oh, I know you, you were at the crime scene when my partner shot somebody. I heard you went to her house afterwards. That's not protocol. What happened? And, you know, Art knows that he's not right. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of just probing him and he just says that he cared and i it was a very small scene but it was very interesting and i think it's just a breadcrumb for us like in future episodes that this this is gonna come out more yeah we commented that we felt that was happening kind of soon in the season to be confronting this guy like but i feel like art's been left in the dark for so long and playing catch up for so long that he's ready to go now he wants to know what happened to beth definitively like why did she commit suicide and to know that someone that close was you know able to manipulate his partner and for him not to see it i think that's really going to be a driving force going forward for him to kind of lead his own investigation sans the clones yeah well in a way you know in in the beginning of the series because i did rewatch the first season which was so fun and you guys should all do it like if you haven't watched it in a while it's it's such a smart show because it does these callbacks for us that like to rewatch things very smart writers but you know essentially they said when beth wasn't there oh crap we don't have a cop on our side now that's gonna do this undercover stuff for us when beth died but they do now with art 
which it's almost as though he's taken Beth's responsibility as far as being the police knowledge. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And having that inside connection to all the stuff they need. Um, it'll be interesting. Somebody else mentioned that uh, Sarah was looking morning Paul looking at him on Best Spy Cam videos. Great point. Who said that? That was uh, Twilight Spears again. Yeah, great point, Twilight. Uh, I loved that. And, I, you know, we all have our theories if Paul is really dead. Mm. But, yeah, you know, if we're going to have to ship somebody, it's going to be Paul and Sarah if he's still somehow alive. I mean, I might be more Team Sarah at heart <sighs> than I would be Team... Paul is a mess. I don't know if he's ever going to get it together. He's a beautiful mess. I mean, he's getting... He's sexy as all get out, but Art already has a kid. He knows how to be a father. He's, like... Carrie, he's got his head screwed on right, unlike every other man Sarah's ever encountered, except for uh, her baby daddy, who's got his life together. But then they can never kind of get it right either yeah i feel like art and sarah has potential to be a much more grounded and someone who will actually challenge her not in a way of like i'm challenging you because i'm masculine and i can i'm challenging you because you, someone needs to like sarah check yourself you know <laughs> I, I really i really think they would have an interesting relationship dynamic i love that happen. can someone meme that of joelle going sarah check yourself <laughs> <laughs> really, someone should meme that. I like that, and we can send it uh, to Tiatana Mossy, and um, she will love us. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be so cool. That would be amazing. Okay, this is the other part when I gagged. Um, Sarah, that follows this lead oh to the dental clinic. Oh, God. It was so gross. Um, you know, she finds out from Art, who goes to the police station, oh, there was this place that Beth used to go. So Sarah's, you know, like, undercover style with her hoodie. She just thinks no one's going to recognize her. So stupid. At least put your hair in a bun. Do something. Like, this is exactly what we want to say. Check yourself. Like, you rushing headlong into this situation <laughs> without any forethought, without any research, and without anyone to have your back was dumb from the get-go. Like, and then, and then to it just... It was very Beth. Like it, what she did. Yes, yes, that whole fire leak out of control. And Beth had narcotics. I don't know what your excuse is, Sarah. Like, and then for something to just go with a stranger? No way. Like, I know you want it out, but maybe get some more answers before you let someone do dental work on you. Yeah, so she meets this woman, Leslie, who mm -hmm. thinks that she's Beth. And Sarah goes along with it. And Leslie tells her, well, Sarah tells her she has a chip in her cheek. And Leslie's like, oh, my God. Shuts down the clinic and says, I can help you. I can take it out. So Sarah says, okay, fine. Let's just put me in a chair and uh, open my mouth. Oh, she shot her up with what was supposed to be Novocaine. I think it was, I don't know, maybe it was. Maybe it was something else. And uh, puts this. Oh, this awful thing on her mouth. Oh my gosh, look like a straight, like, old-style torture device. That was like, this is not modern dental equipment. <laughs> like, they're plastic and clear, and they don't have those weird, like, rough edges. Please don't do this. Yeah, so she activated whatever was in her mouth and told her that if she moved, then um, basically all these toxins and terrible poisons are going to be released from what's in her mm -hmm. cheek, and she will die. Uh, and then says that Sarah, or no, <laughs> then says that she's sorry she had to call her superiors. You know, she's so lucky to be a subject. Oh my gosh. And don't move because this will explode all inside of your mouth and kill exactly. you. Exactly. And then uh, Fernadad, am I saying that right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. He comes in who had spoken to Mrs. S before. He's not our friend. He is, I mean, I feel like Fernand does what's best for himself. And as long as you're aware of what his needs are, you can use him to your advantage. I agree. That's, you know, that was an, this was an interesting scene. He 
he comes in and slits uh, the woman's throat. Thank God. She needed to die. I'm sorry. She's crazy. Yeah. I was very afraid of her, and I was glad no. she was gone immediately. Leslie just, and you know, the blood's on Sarah's face. She's all traumatized. And her mouth is open, and I was like, no, don't get in your mouth. I know. And then he just takes it out, like, oh, no big deal. You're fine. It's fine. You're okay. And, you know, he kind of saves the day, which is weird because we're supposed to be scared of him and hate him. Mm-hmm. So, what what are we thinking that, like, is happening here? Like I said, I just think Ferdinand plays what's best for him in the moment, and then to have the clones, and I guess specifically us in his back pocket for right now, is in his best interest. Difficult thing is we don't know what his end goal is. We don't know what his, what he, he wants within a scene, ever. It's very hard to tell with him, so I, I'm really hoping the clones continue to play it close to the chest and, and not give over too much of their trust in him because I think that he could easily flip at any moment. Yeah, I mean, we do know that Rachel was the one, because we spoke about it at the beginning, how she got Charlotte because she has internet access to contact somebody, and that somebody was Mm Fernandad, to say that her mom was alive, Mrs. Duncan. And so they obviously have a connection, and if Rachel gets on Team Clone, then maybe, and Mrs. S and him have a past. They know each other. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I think that somehow everything's going to connect. On that note, let's get into some predictions for next week. Yes, give me the theremin music. Woo! <laughs> All right, start us off, Joelle. Oh, man. Predictions for next week. I'm really hoping we get more of Kira and Kasima. I think Kasima's the only one still enough right now to notice Kasima. That's a great point. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kira. And so I'm really hoping that they get some good time to sit down and talk and be like, so, you want to tell me what's going on? Maybe therapy her way through this? Um, and I think Sarah's going to continue in this downward spiral as we continue forward. Uh, she's not talking and communicating with anyone. She's very making hot, rash decisions. And I think it's mostly because she doesn't have Felix there, who's the only person who's really able to say, hey, you need to stop. With S, she always takes it really defensively, but with Felix, they're able to, you know, discuss what's about to happen. And even if it's not always the most well-thought-out plan, at least some time is taken. Um, I don't see Felix coming back just yet. I think he's really interested in his sister and who am I and who's my father and all of that. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then I really, I don't know if it'll happen next episode, but definitely within the next two to three episodes, we're going to see Allison do some crazy stuff. I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to her snapping. I'm looking forward to her going out and taking charge and kind of leaving the suburban mom role in the dust. Yes. Oh, God. For a second, I got really excited. and was like, Allison has Snapchat. First of all, Sam, Allison's not a real person. Second of all, she would not have Snapchat. <laughs> I was just like, Allison has Snapchat because you said snapping. So, <laughs> yeah. I-, I do love Allison. I agree with all of those things. I think Kira, we're going to find out, is very powerful. She has an angry side. Mm. And I think that we're going to need to figure out how to control that because she might turn into some kind of enemy which is the last thing we want. And I also think that Sarah is, I think that when Beth died, she was, something was put inside of her, hypnotized of some sort, like by, you know, the police guy. Mm. Um, what's What was his name? You know, the one we were just talking about. Art? No, no, no. 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 The, uh, the bad one. Oh, oh. Oh, Detective Duco. There we go, Duco. Detective Duco. So I think he did something to Beth and then she went and killed herself. 
And mm. I think that maybe the same thing is happening to Sarah and she's going to, so like maybe Beth knew something was happening to her and she killed herself so she wouldn't harm anybody else yeah. or anybody and that this is happening to Sarah and that's why the sisters are going to have to put her on fire for some reason in the situation um, because she's going to want to hurt Kira, maybe. Ooh. So like maybe Beth killed herself kind of uh, as a sacrifice so she wouldn't hurt anyone and Sarah, this is happening to her you now know, definitely that last look before like when she sees there's yet another clone and she's just like i can't even believe this and she just done and then jumps in front of the train they definitely explain that look of like i'm not gonna hurt anyone i'm no longer shepherding people into this life i'm just out yeah i look forward to getting some answers on best life me too absolutely so please let us know what you guys think uh thank you so much for tuning in for a recap where can we find you on the interweb joelle you find me everywhere at joelle monique and specifically at black girl nerd you can see my review for captain america civil war and lemonade and a bunch of other stuff uh check it out it's pretty cool and you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, online at samdavidsonentertainment.com, on Snapchat at samdavidson25, Twitter and Instagram at samd43. And of course, please follow us here at AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV on all social media platforms. Read us five stars, subscribe to us. We love, love hearing from you, so please keep it coming. We're going to be back next week with an all-new After Show, so get ready for that and talk to us during the week. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 